Grace and peace to you, and welcome to a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sign up for weekly digital content at richfieldumc.org. Subscribe, share, and get out there with Jesus to heal a broken world. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a good experience. This podcast is the sermon on December 24th, 2019. It's the 4 o'clock p.m. worship service delivery of A New Hope. The preacher is Reverend Nate Melcher, and the sermon is inspired by the Nativity Story. A long time ago, in a Galilee far, far away, the Caesar speaks. All of Israel has heard the proclamation, a call for a census by the sinister voice of the emperor of Rome. The heavenly host dispatches shepherds to witness a miracle, while Mary, mother of a new hope for the world, sings of peace and justice against the diabolical Roman Empire. Meanwhile, a young man, Joseph, is in search of a place for Jesus to be born, determined to bring light to the world with God's holy power. Now, I'd see that movie and the sequel. The nativity story is filled with excitement and hope. So many scriptures and story have led up to it. So many stories and scripture will lead out of it. And so many stories have led up to our place in the story and beyond to those who come after us. And friends, I love a good story. Anyone who knows me, I have been looking forward to The Rise of Skywalker, the latest Star Wars film to hit the cinema. It opened last weekend. By show of hands, who here has seen The Rise of Skywalker? All right, a few of you. Hello, fellow Skywalkers. Hello. Good to see you. Uh, Friends, it was more than I'd hoped. I loved it each time I saw it, which has been three times so far, once in 3D. Also, I have been fascinated with the last two years of rampant speculation between Star Wars movies as to what the next Star Wars movie will bring. People have their theories, and they hear rumors, and there's alleged set leaks, and of course there are spoilers. Spoilers. If you're not familiar with the term spoiler, essentially a spoiler is when you get a description of a movie that potentially gives away story details before you see it. It would be like if back in the day when Wizard of Oz came out, I had seen The Wizard of Oz and you hadn't, and you told me, oh, I can't wait to see The Wizard of Oz, and I said, oh yeah, you'll love the part with the ruby red slippers. She uses them to get home. That would be a pretty bad spoiler. By the way, I tried to pick a movie I thought everybody had seen (laughs) and was at least 80 years old. I apologize if I spoiled The Wizard of Oz for you. Now, the question with spoilers is, will you look at the spoilers or will you not look at the spoilers? So let's do a quick poll. Show of hands, who here, if you saw a spoiler was posted about a movie or show you wanted to see, you would look at the spoiler? Who would look at the spoiler? Okay, there's a few of you. Yeah, it happens, it happens. Now, let's see a show of hands, who here would not look? You would not look at the spoiler. Okay, I'm with you, usually. It was so hard not to look for spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker, and then, like two days before it came out, a friend posted a major spoiler on the internet, and all I had to do was click and read, and I would know, and I had resisted the temptation for so long, so I had this idea. I will click the spoiler, and I'll scroll really fast 
so it's like I'm barely reading it at all. So I did that, I clicked, and I scroll, 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 Princess Leia, scroll, 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 the Force, scroll, 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 Millennium Falcon. Okay, I have to stop. I just have to stop. I couldn't handle it. Some people do anything to avoid spoilers. Two years ago, around the time that The uh, Last Jedi came out, another Star Wars film, I was sitting over in that section of the sanctuary uh, for the Caring for Children uh, Early Learning Center Christmas program. So that's the daycare we have downstairs, and my kids were in it. And uh, we were here getting ready for the Christmas program to happen. And I was sitting there, and an old friend was about two rows ahead of me, and in between us was this other dad. And my friend and I saw each other, and the movie had just came out. And we're like, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Did you love it? I loved it. I loved it too. And the other dad in between us just goes, spoilers! And I'm like, all we did was say we love it. He just still spoilers! And all I could do was look at him and think, oh, you sad man. Not only have you not seen the movie, someday you're going to be in my Christmas Eve sermon. <laughs> it is fun, however, to uh, see what's officially released. The posters and the photos of a movie, articles and the trailers and interviews. They get you excited. They build hype. They build hope. They prepare you for what's to come, even if you are ultimately surprised by the totality of the experience. But there are some things you cannot prepare for, even if you try. For example, on August 21st, 2017, our family traveled to Missouri for the total solar eclipse. We traveled there to end up in what's called the path of totality. You can see on that slide where you can see that total solar eclipse on that day in the path of totality. Did, show of hands, did anybody else travel for the total solar eclipse in 2017? A couple of you, okay. So a quick refresher, the total solar eclipse. The moon travels in front of the sun and eclipses it 100%. And now you're able to see all the solar flares around the sun. And why? Because science. Also, because the moon is 400 times smaller than the sun. And it's also 400 times closer to the earth than the sun. So to us, they appear the same size. That means because science, when the moon passes over the sun, it fully blocks the sun. And that means all the solar flares that are usually invisible to the naked eye are now revealed in this rare and wonderful display. How rare? Well, it happens only once every 375 years on any given spot on the earth. That's how rare. Now, when you lead up to that, though, there's the partial solar eclipse, and that's the part where you can see the moon actually going over the sun until it reaches totality. Now, you cannot look at that directly. It's still the sun. It will still hurt your eyes. And so you need to get these special partial solar eclipse uh, spectacles, and you wear these, as you watch this partial solar eclipse. That way your eyes are protect, protected, protected, protected. So uh, by show of hands, how many of you ever bought some of these partial solar eclipse glasses? Any of you? If you did buy them, you know that I cannot see you right now. It is actually pitch black from my view. They look like mirrored sunglasses, but uh, really it's pitch black. They're only good for seeing the moon pass through the sun. So uh, I'm trusting you're all still here. And I know that the choir has got my back. <laughs> uh, when we were getting ready to go down to, the, uh, to Missouri for the total solar eclipse, we told people that we were going down there, and the same reaction kept happening over and over. 
They didn't tell us, oh, that sounds amazing. Have a good time. Instead, they kept saying, well, don't look at the sun. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to look at the sun. It's going to be the partial solar eclipse. I'll wear these spectacles so that I won't get hurt, and then I'll take them off when it comes time for the total solar eclipse. And they'd say, that's great. Don't look at the sun. And I said, I know I'm not going to look. Like, okay, but don't look. Don't look. Like, don't look. Okay, what is this? The ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Are the Nazis doing something against the will of God? Oh, wait. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I forgot that. You can prepare for the total solar eclipse. You can read a lot of science. You can make travel plans. But you cannot fully prepare yourself mentally or spiritually. Bob Berman is an astronomy writer, and he writes to say that if you said, I think I saw a total solar eclipse, is the same as a woman saying, I think I once gave birth. The poet Annie Dillard says, seeing a partial eclipse bears the same relation to seeing a total eclipse as kissing a man does to marrying him. Although one experience precedes the other, it in no way prepares you for it. Berman writes this, the event has an indescribable effect. Strange science lurks behind it. Animals fall silent. People howl and weep. Flames of nuclear fire visibly erupt like geysers from the sun's edge. Shimmering dark lights cover the ground. It's an experience that does not seem of this life or of this world. And Annie Dillard goes on to say of her 1979 experience of a total solar eclipse, the second before the sun went out, we saw a dark wall of shadow coming speeding at us. We no sooner saw it than it was upon us, like thunder. It rolled up the valley. It slammed our hill and knocked us out. It was the monstrous swift shadow of the moon. We saw the wall of shadow coming and screamed before it hit. Well, that sounds fun, doesn't it? So we set out bright and early, dark and early anyway, and we drove out of Kansas City because oh, little towns of Missouri were all booked solid then, anyway. Kansas City was the only place for miles of the hotel vacancy because there was no room at the inn, anyway. Uh, there we were, a young band of travelers crossing the countryside, seeking a small town with a star over it, anyway. We finally arrive in Ashland, Missouri. We head to the city park. There are hundreds of people gathered there from at least 10 states by the license plates. And so we put on our spectacles to observe the partial solar eclipse because we were prepared. And then it happened, and we cheered. And then we took off the glasses, and we screamed. Hundreds of people simultaneously did this. Oh! It was incredible. I screamed, I cried. It was like nothing I've experienced before. It was more than I'd hoped. Nothing could have prepared me for it. No spoilers, no prophecy. That's the truth about the things that are truly amazing. You can seek it out or you can wait for it to happen. But once it arrives, it will be more amazing than you could have ever imagined it. An event like the total solar eclipse arrives and we learn the science we buy the glasses, we seek the experiences and the warnings of those who came before us, and we hope it's amazing. An event film like a new Star Wars movie arrives. We seek official hints and trailers. We buy the tickets. We, we seek or avoid the spoilers. 
and the leaks of what's to come, and we hope that it's amazing. An event changes the world. A prophet cries out in the midst of chaos. We pray for a Messiah to deliver the vulnerable from the thieves and the unruly king. We hear the prophecy. We look to those who came before us for wisdom and look ahead at what is to come, and we hope it is amazing. We look, and when we are offered spoilers, we look and we see the story. We are offered prophecy, and we look to see hope. You who have walked in darkness, you will see a great light. A child will be born, one who will bring peace and justice. You, Mary, you and all who are but a young woman who is seemingly nobody, in you, you carry the potential for the world, for everybody, and nothing will be impossible with God. For you, Joseph, and for every man, you are but a simple man who has no royalty. You dream the dreams that crush fear and bring new life. You shepherds and you all, you are but mere working class peasants. You receive special invitation to witness the wonder of the poor nobody child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a food trough for the animals and know that in him you see potential. You who are of other lands, you will see a great light in the sky, a sign from God of the totality of divine love that shall never be eclipsed by the hatred of desperate, selfish hearts. You, the ones who persisted in 2019, you who are the light bearers of Jesus, he who brings humankind and God at one with each other, you will bear light and see something amazing with 2020 vision. Your candle is not a lightsaber. It represents Jesus and hope in the new world. Hope is born into the new world, a star, a spark ignited, burning in your heart, ready to partner with you and your passion to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. The star is not eclipsed, but in full view. The star is not of war, but peace. The star lights the way, a spark in our hearts that helps us see others clearly, loved as we are loved. So go tell it on the mountain. This love is for you and for the world. It's to be shared, so spoil it. Spoil it for everybody. Go out and share it. Hope has been born. Let us live out this hope in this, the living sequel. Merry Christmas, and do not be afraid. Be in hope. Share the spark and spoil it. May the love of Jesus be with you, always, and amen. This has been a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Copyright 2019. Now, go into God's world, knowing you are a beloved child, and bear witness to the love of God, so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in you a generous friend. Thanks for listening.